Welcome to the 16-Ounce Cinema Podcast. Hello and welcome to 16-Ounce Cinema, where we drink pints and talk pictures. I'm TJ. I'm here, as always, with Michael. Oh, I'm glad you told us what the podcast was, because I honestly forgot. So I'm happy you started with that again. And also Angus, who I hope has a fun nickname for this episode for, for himself. Uh, uh, I actually don't. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine, too. Well, this episode's theme, picked by Angus, winning the last episode, um, okay. is... Would you like to announce the the theme, Angus, since it is your pick? Uh, I picked 80s non-franchise horror movie, I believe. I hope so, because that's the movie I watched. Well, he, Angus watched a, a Christmas movie, apparently, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah kind of screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, this is not coming out near Christmas, <laughs> although we're, we're, we're nine days away from Christmas right now. Um. Don't tell them that. We want to be topical. I want to make Angus no, look like a dumb asshole. <laughs> no, we're breaking the fourth wall. And no, I'm not a dumb asshole. I'm not the one who wanted to record fucking 19 of these before we put them out. <laughs> All right. No. We, we needed some practice. No fighting. If, if it were up to me, I would have put out that episode where I had a panic attack and Mike didn't save his recording. <laughs> Just the two of us said, like talking to a ghost. Yes, I would have absolutely put that out. And I think that episode where Mike didn't even turn up until 45 minutes in was great. Did we even explain him coming in? (laughs) You know, we talked about these episodes last episode, too. I hope every episode ever we just bring in, we call up these old episodes and we delete it. I fucking love nostalgia, so, uh, yeah. (laughs) Well, not nostalgia they never fucking heard. Yeah, how do you have nostalgia for a thing you haven't experienced and that actually doesn't exist anymore? We have nostalgia for these things. It doesn't matter that they don't. It's okay. Well, oh, okay. They can we live can talk, vicariously through us. Yeah, we can talk about it so much that it becomes like kind of infamous, like that Jerry Lewis like um, movie where he's like entertaining children as a clown in a concentration camp. <laughs> I saw that, like, we just we just build it up for years about these episodes <laughs> and it's like nope you'll never hear them oh <laughs> uh, where where did he get the the clown makeup in auschwitz blood feces <laughs> blood and feces Ash, so- so he's basically in, in blackface with a blood <laughs> smile painted on him. He was oh, like, hey, right. kids down there in the toilet, I need some of that for makeup. And Nazis weren't as PC, so yeah, blackface. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's uh let's get into our beers. Yes. I'll go first since we all paused. Um, I have from Claw Brewing Company, the Devil Made Me Do It, bourbon barrel aged golden sour. Wow, I wasn't expecting a sour at the end. I like sour. Yeah, bourbon barrel aged sour. That is different. It's also five point five, so I won't like get really drunk and keep dropping uh, shit like I did last uh, episode. They should have gone to hell. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, 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 no. That's a sober rant. You know, I was talking to my wife about the episode later and told her how, like, I got really worked up about Doom not going to hell. And then somehow I found myself in the middle of the road. I, like, blacked out. I'm just ranting about Doom not going to hell. And she's just like, calm down. It's okay. They can't hurt you. If they make another one, they'll go to hell. It'll be okay. And I was just... Took a breath and I was that good. was just to piss you off. Oh my fucking god! I would be so fucking mad. I hope in the divorce papers it said he won't stop mentioning hell. I don't get it. <laughs> he keeps saying they didn't go to hell. They didn't go to hell. <laughs> I hope those are the last words of my life. I'm on my deathbed, son. Or maybe closer. I'm being executed. <laughs> For some kind of crime. Any last words? They, they didn't go to hell. It'll be, it'll it'll be in the bag going, ah, fuck you guys. <laughs> and, and you'll be there, Mike, being like, ha, 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 fuck you. They didn't go to hell. I'm glad they didn't yeah. go to hell. Be more nostalgia from the last episode. <laughs> no, no, this episode exists. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. People have heard that. We've got like three people listening. I know that you're out there, you people. Me, you, and him, yeah. Yeah, we have to listen. Thanks, fellas. Loyal uh, listeners. So that makes two. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. So, do you guys have beers? Yeah, I have beers. I'm waiting for you to tell me about yours. Well, I haven't popped them. Yeah, we all got to pop them together. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, I have uh, have, a Magic Hat Heart of Darkness Stout. Which I'm, uh, it's, it's purple and it has a cool eye on it. I'm excited. Heart of Darkness on scary. It does. Yeah. He's got a scary one too. You got a scary one, Angus? Uh, actually, I think I do. Um, Yingling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have something called, well, let me just explain it first. My beer relates so much with my movie that I had to get it. Um, okay. It's a holiday beer because happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Valentine's Day. <laughs> Whenever you hear this, I, I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, um, I mean, whatever. Somebody's going to be listening to it in June. Who cares? Yeah, it's fuck, Christmas. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, I got yeah. a beer called Insanely Bad Elf Imperial Red <laughs> Ale. And right. the cover of it has like a crazy looking elf in a mental institution, but somehow he's allowed to have a tree. And a little cup with beer in it that says, or no, it's not a cup of beer. It's a book that says elf regulations. And then there's a mouse eating his cookies and he's in a straight jacket. Oh, how are you going to do a straight He's doing it with his feet. What? Like how? Oh, he's turning the pages and drinking his beer with his feet. And it's an 11, 11.2%. So I'm going to get fucked up. All right. I, and I can't wait till we talk about the sinful dwarf with your eleven point. I still picked a holiday movie. It's it's related to holidays. It's, it's oh a, right. I don't know. I don't remember the sinful dwarf. It, it was like a Holland Christmas, right? Like horrors. He wore Christmas like a party? little hat the whole time that we just didn't notice. Yeah, the Santa hat. All right, we ready? Yep. All right. We'll open it up. Uh, I have my noisy TARDIS bottle opener because I 
I lost my Godzilla bottle opener when I was throwing it around last episode. Since I'm, since I'm going first with the, yeah, the moon, I'll go first with my beer. Yeah, this tastes like every other stout I've ever had in my life. So it's delicious. <laughs> that's, so That's all I have to say about it, really. <laughs> I've never tasted so, stout. I, okay, I've had one bad stout in my life, and it was the worst beer I've ever had. It was like a vanilla porter stout or some shit like that. But everything well, that sounds I, good. No, but it, it was awful. Like it, it tasted like a flat soda. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Whereas this tastes like a stout. You know. Oh, actually, I uh, I, sa- I saved what they somebody wrote about it because it was so retarded. But <laughs> I just loved it. So, so let me read it. It's it, this, these are like the commercial description notes from the company. I guess it says uh, <clears throat> our inky black stout had a smooth round palate with a dreamlike undercurrent of bittersweet chocolate. This dense liquid silk summoned hope from hibernation and balanced winter's endless white snows with a rich swirl of creamy black rapture, <laughs> which I don't taste any of that shit. Black rapture. I was going to say, Mike really <laughs> peaked up at that part. Only reason I wanted to read it. So I, 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 I fucked up pouring my beer and there's a lot of foam. Oh, God damn it. Again? <laughs> Dude? You son of a bitch. Why don't you have your wife pour it next time? I think that's what you should have done. She's an expert. Have my wife pour it? She, you know, I'll make her do the whole geisha routine. Yes, yes. And for the, the whole podcast, she'll just stay, sit by the door, you know, on her on her knees. I hope every joke you make, she just goes, I have a with her, with her, her little delicate hand over her pouty <laughs> lips. Just tee hee 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 hee. Um, I'm really. I guess I'll, I don't have a gauge to now to do this. How's your 11.2 percent? How's the foam on that beer, by the way? Uh, it was it was fine. Um, because I, I know how to pour it like a man, I'm but uh, yeah. Also. <laughs> um, yeah, insanely bad elf is an insanely bad beer. Holy oh. fuck, it's gross. I I hate red amber ales or whatever those are so i could see that it's an imperial red ale like i like red ales but i can't imagine a I, I usually do too. red ale being good I yeah that, I, that's what made it i think bad is just such the high level of yeah. alcohol content like just the sound you, of that sounds like that's all you would taste would be the the alcohol yeah it's it's fucking it's thick and strong i'm yeah. not a fan but i still have to Make do and drink through the whole thing, which I'll probably do during the first review. <laughs> Mine's not super sour. It actually kind of tastes and crisp like a cider, but without that sweetness. I've actually never had a sour, I don't think. Although maybe sours I Sours are so good. Yeah. Sours uh, are the next I love big a good thing, sour. Huh. I feel left out. I need, to, I need to have a sour too. All right. We watched some movies, which we might eventually talk about. <laughs> uh, now, Last episode and actually the previous nostalgia episodes, <laughs> we had a problem. Now we've we've instituted a rule, which I'm sure we're going to break. But the rule is that we're not allowed to Google each other's movies until after the best bullet points segment. And really probably should wait till after the horizon shift to say anything. That I can't wait to be can the, IMDb it. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. If you know the actual IMDb link. I can't wait to be the first to break this rule. Like, I know I'm the it, biggest. It did lead to like cool conversations in the middle of the movie, so I hope it doesn't uh, it doesn't ruin that. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, somebody's bound to break this yeah. rule and get too curious. Yeah. 
But yeah, we, we should look up each other's movies because we're going to overlook people yeah. or things or whatever. Mostly people is what each of us overlooks. Um, that being said, we might as well start out with our first movie. That's you, Mike. All right. Um, well, I'm watching a movie called Society. Oh, oh shit. I love Society. <laughs> it's, got, it's got fans. It's like I'm excited. All right. Uh, it came out in 1989. Uh, it's done by a guy named Brian Yusa, who I, I guess. He's good, man. He did yeah, uh, Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. He did um, yeah. Return yeah. of the Living Dead 3. Love that guy. A, a Faust adaptation, a very literal, uh, um, literary. Which uh, which Honey I Shrunk the Kids film did he do? The one with all the gore. <laughs> the one where they <laughs> fucking destroyed the whole family and ripped them apart, like because they were too small. They just started stomping yeah. on them. <laughs> honey, I sold the kids to the devil. <laughs> That's the sequel I'd watch right now, and I think Rick Moranis would unretire for it right there. <laughs> So basically, I'm just going to hop right into the movie because I really didn't have any idea what the movie was about, except I saw a picture of a gay-looking John Stamos, and I read that it's a horror movie, and basically, here we are. I watched it. John, John Stamos is in it? Uh, no, I have no he, idea who's in this. The main, the main guy, whose name is Billy, looks like a gay John Stamos. So. He does. Okay. I, can, yeah. I can attest to that. I bet <laughs> if I Google him, I'll find the Orlando shooter. <laughs> no, you'll find the guy who just did the bombing in New York blew his balls off. For anybody listening, that was three months ago. On the floor, like hugging his non-existent balls. So that's very all right. So that, that's obviously uh, since after I watched the movie. But as I was watching the movie, the movie basically starts with this uh, like karate kid-looking motherfucker. And he looks like he's on a lot of steroids. So if you imagine the, the karate kid on steroids, that's, who's a, that's who starts the movie. And uh, he's basically, he opens this really nice door and he walks through this really lovely kitchen. And I mean, it's like a, it's like, mil- it's not like millionaire nice, but it's like a kind of kitchen that like an upper class white people would dream about. And uh, I guess me. Like David Lynch's kitchen in that video of him making oatmeal or eggs or whatever. Did you make me watch that? Because I think I remember it. <laughs> that's the yeah. only reason I would, I would watch it so um but also me like i i obviously love the kitchen and i just i, I actually rewinded it <laughs> just to watch the kitchen again it's really nice. i'm gonna have to see this just for the kitchen a really lovely kitchen mike was just watching house. hgtv you yeah. know who <laughs> the guy the guy in the movie because his nipples were just fucking rock salad <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to masturbate to this kitchen. He he was so sweaty. He was so sweaty while he was walking through the kitchen. Like, when you see him, he's opening the door. He looks like an all right guy. And then he's just sweating as soon as he gets to the kitchen. Oh, so it's a gas oven. Even better. Even better. Uh, So, basically, I hope he's the main character. And I assume he's the main character at this point since he's walking through it. Uh, He does do one weird thing, which he grabs a knife and kind of hugs it. He, He grabs the knife by the by the blade. And I've never seen that in my life. And it just it almost ruined the movie for me. Like he, it's dangerous. It is very dangerous. He didn't cut himself or anything. Uh, so anyway, he's walking through this kitchen, and there's like weird clown noises and sex noises coming from upstairs. And then, boom! His mom turns on the light, and it's all in his head. So, so there's no cool like sex clown noises. It's just his mom, uh, or like, do, 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 like that. So <laughs> it opens on a dream kitchen sequence. No, no, he was just on. He looks like he's in drugs. He, it was in the kitchen, and then his mom turns the lights on, and he starts crying. Is the yeah. kitchen real? 
The kitchen is real because we okay. see it. That's all I care about. <laughs> all right. So apparently he's fucking crazy. And in the next scene, he takes a bite out of a yellow apple looking thing and there's worms in it. And then from that worm apple scene, we go straight to the fucking craziest credit sequence I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> is it crazier than the credits for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I remember that from when I was a kid. I, I would fucking watch that little cartoon over and over. Sometimes I'd be disappointed. I'd be disappointed when the movie started because that the little cartoon was so good. It was really good. All right. So basically like this. Okay. the It's, it's like, has, okay. So imagine a gay orgy in barbecue sauce and worms in slow motion while opera plays in the background. (laughs) And like people's names are being billed. And then this is what's happening. And then like, so this weird shit's happening. And then like for a while, like he stops having this gay slow-mo RG and then he starts making out this woman. And while they're making out this like giant sack looking penis just kind of hangs in the air being all drippy. (laughs) And that's it. That's the credits. And I guess the movie's going to start now because but I don't want it. I just want to watch the credits again. It was fucking weird. It's just drippy so, sacks. The droopy sack was there the whole time. It was, it was very <laughs> weird. Um, all right. So now it's basically this dude's playing basketball with his friend. Uh, it does nothing really matters <laughs> now. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where we get from the gay sex orgy with barbecue sauce and worms. We go to playing basketball. Um, yeah, barbecue like, sauce would be the worst lube. <laughs> Probably. It's so icky. Oh, it'd be very oh, icky. Yeah. Oh. Uh. That's right. But um, finger licking good. Licking good. <laughs> uh, so, but the but the, the cool part about the basketball scene is it basically transitions to his sister, who's like really skinny and white, so not my type. But then she starts taking off all her clothes, and she has a great ass. And I whoa, even, whoa, whoa, you're talking about ass for once instead of tits and feet? Yeah, great <laughs> ass. And white women. Wow, a thin white ass. This is the top ten ass in cinema. It was just, just I'm about to Google this movie. Hold on. If he Googles ass in this movie, he's gonna get something he is not expecting. I'm so buddy. Society um, ass. That's what I don't Google. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, all right. So basically, as as we're seeing her on clothes, uh, her her on clothes. I mean, her ass is hiding in the closet and tries raping her, but nobody from the really, closet. Nobody, uh, <laughs> from the closet. No, no, no. Like she, she hears a noise, and then he's just, like, just pushes open the door, and then he's like throws her on the bed and goes like, shh, don't say anything. It's not what you think or something like that. And then uh, the guy, like, get, uh, she screams for his, her brother and the brother gets him. But nobody really seems upset. Like, the parents come home and everyone's like, ah, this is just the ex-boyfriend. He's leaving now. And apparently the 80s just raped didn't matter. It was fine. So. Well, it does uh, now. Oh, shit. Now, yeah. So, you know, I think, I think the movie is just going to be a weird scene after weird scene. About the spiral of a rich kid or something like that. I don't really know what's going on. Um, uh, he all of a sudden like he needs he needs some suntan lotion, and so he like goes to his sister's room because she apparently she hoards it all. And then like he he sees or he he hears her showering, and he just totally creeps up on her like, hey hey, I need some suntan lotion. <laughs> and, um, but then like the, the 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 what do you call that thing in the shower so the people don't see you? The screen. The curtain. Yeah, thing. The screen is see through. 
And like, even, he's still in screen, and not, even though you told him, <laughs> you told him exactly what it was, and he ignored it. <laughs> but like her butt and boobs are in the same like back. The way he said now, butt and boobs like a teenager, like dude, her butt and boobs. <laughs> You're not supposed to have boobs on your back. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's fair on my part for being a little freaked out about the whole thing. So, oh, she had boobs on her back? Yeah, she had her boobs on her back. And then he opened the door, like, or the, the screen or whatever. He's like, oh, screen. And then she's normal. Anyway. Do you know how bad a screen would be as a protector from water, like, bleeding out? It would be the worst. All right, so. So the, so the, earlier, the earlier rapist guy is uh, tells Billy. Billy's the main guy. His name is Billy. Great name. All right, Billy. Gay John Stamos. Gay yeah. John Stamos Billy. Um, Billy Stamos. And, uh, so anyway, the, the, guy, the, guy, the, the rapist guy bugged Billy's house, and it turns out that Billy's family is part of a sexy crazy sex cult and uh this big party is coming up where his sister is just gonna have sex with like billy's parents and billy and like all the neighborhood people and so like that's the big party <laughs> the neighborhood? yeah the whole neighborhood like everybody is gonna have sex with billy's sister and so like what he tapes is that like the, this crazy sex tape of them all having sex which is really weird because the party is supposed to be about her having sex with everyone so i don't she already had sex too i don't know they're, they're, they love sex <laughs> Well, I mean, you can still have sex with everyone, and like yeah, you but could I, do. Like, it may seem like, like it's her, like I'm going to have sex right now. Party, like she's a virgin, and then she's going to fuck her parents, uh, and then be a virgin. So, oh, so okay. It came from. I think Billy's jealous. Like, he, I don't know if he's upset or more jealous. I think it's a little bit of both. So, was Billy invited? I uh, know Billy is totally not invited. Oh, that's so Billy. Bullshit. So Billy is probably jealous. Billy it sounds like the sort of thing you could just crash anyway. Probably. Probably. <laughs> you can go like, fuck hey, her. I was in the neighborhood. I saw the whole neighborhood was over here. Yeah. Uh, also, like. What's like, the password? Orgy. When his, rapist, <laughs> <laughs> when his rapist friend is playing the tape, it sounds like they go from an orgy to, to cannibalism. And, and I can't tell if it's orgy or cannibalism because it's just like, I can't tell. I, I don't know. I've never been to either. And it's, I, I can't tell. Um, also, Billy's psychologist is part of the crazy sex cult, too, which is kind of like a weird <laughs> thing. He's a psychologist because he's fucking crazy. So, um, All right. So this guy Blanchard, that's the guy who made the sex tape. His name is Blanchard. And, uh, and yeah. What a and terrible so Billy, name. Tyler, yeah, Bill, Billy tries to tries to like help his sister, I guess, by giving his psychologist a sex tape. But like he, the psychologist is busy and tells him to fuck off, and he'll listen to it later. <laughs> and so, uh, and so when that happens, uh, he calls Billy in the next day, and he's really upset that Billy would tape his video, his like it would like record his family. He's like, "That's illegal." And then like when he played the copy of it, it wasn't a sex tape anymore. It was just like normal conversation. And then Billy gets really upset. Still illegal. Still illegal. Billy gets really upset. Tells is Blanchard. It? Yeah, yeah, you can't. Your yeah. own family? Uh, probably. Maybe you your son, but you probably can't see your parents. I think it all depends yeah. on state laws. So yeah. should I have gone to jail when I use my walkie-talkie to overhear my sister's phone conversations? Yes. Could you tell me more about that? Well, no. Like You, you, you remember like the little... <laughs> no, I don't remember the conversation. Was she part of a orgy cannibalism? Cannibal sex 
my, my parents, I don't think, had sex with her. I certainly didn't have sex with her. So. I also did not have sex ever since. I so, did. Yeah, and you were in the neighborhood. You were in the neighborhood. You were only a block away. So if this was a neighborhood thing going down, you'd have been there. I, I would totally have told you by now. Totally. You would have been uh-huh. like nine years old. But Anyway, Blanchard's dead. So his friend Blanchard is now dead. Because uh, Billy wanted another ver- like another copy of it. And Blanchard's like, yeah, I'll get another copy. And then he died. Uh, so he's not getting a copy anymore. Wait, he's job dead? The guy Blanchard died. So it's all it's all like spiraling out of control for Billy. He doesn't know what to do. He thinks he's going crazy or, or something. So uh, then he has sex with a Spanish chick. Um, so every movie I like to have like one major quote from it, and and my favorite one is coming up. And we're mid movie now, and he just had sex with like a Spanish woman, and then like then she she gives him tea, and this is what she says. She says, uh, <clears throat> "How do you like your tea? Cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it?" And th- that got me really excited. So that's my favorite middle part of a movie ever. My dick twitched. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, yeah. Um, also, so like, okay, this fat chick keeps kind of like showing up. The Hell whole yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she like she makes weird grunting noises and likes to eat people's hair, and like she's like a glam rocker. Oh, that'll get you really sick. Yeah, I didn't like any any part. She didn't speak. She just she was just a big glam rocker who liked to eat hair. I don't I don't know what it was about her. Uh, I guess she was the Spanish girl's mom. That's that's who she is. Okay. Uh, also, Billy keeps getting weird sex dolls. Honestly, he's taking this whole thing way better than me. Like, I would be freaking out. <laughs> Billy's still living in life. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, all right, so his girlfriend is now mad at him because he had sex with the other woman, which I guess is reasonable. Oh, by the way, we saw the, the other woman's tits, and we're, they're all, like, 16. So, again, the 80s, just nothing mattered. Everything was fine. You could just the go. Hispanic one or the mother? Uh, the Hispanic one, yeah. Right. She her dad, they had sex, and she was all like moving in weird directions because it's a horror movie. And hey, they're her tits. Um, oh, yeah. Also, they say the name of the movie a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like, they say the name of the movie a fucking lot. They talk about society and society, and it's just about rich people and shit like that. Oh, yeah. And then he calls his dad a, a butthead, which comes into play later. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Well, fuck you, butthead, and, and leaves the house. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. One of the weirdest things I've seen. All right, so then some nerd uh, tells Billy that he needs to talk to him about what's going on, and he dies too. But everybody that wants to talk to Billy just fucking dies. And then the police come, and there's no dead person. So so Billy's are like, what's going on? Where are all the dead people? Anyway. Oh, a little American psycho. So, uh, so Billy's all upset because people keep dying, of course. That's reasonable of him. Uh, he confronts his parents, and they shoot him full of drugs and take him away. And so he dies. Billy's now dead, okay? And we know he's dead because his friend goes looking for him, and then Billy isn't dead anymore. He's just sort of like an asshole on coke all of a sudden. Uh, and it, this really happened. Like, Billy died. This and happened in real life. <laughs> Based on a true story. Yeah, and then, and then his friend looked for him, and Billy wasn't dead. He was just sweaty again. I don't really know what's happening. So Billy's sweaty, and he's alive again. All right, so he, he heads back home, and again, he's profusely sweating. Like He basically looks like Rambo. Or Rambo? Yeah. He looks like Rambo if he was, like, 30 years younger. Instead of the Vietnam War, he had, like, a lot of first-world problems. Because remember, Billy's first <laughs> ah, My sister's tits are backwards. Yeah, yeah. There's real problems. Uh, we're back in the kitchen, and this fucker, Billy, he grabs the knife in the wrong way again. <laughs> oh, just like the dream. Grab the knife right. There's no dreams. No dreams well, in this movie. Rambo used uh, to carry it in his teeth, so that seems <laughs> even more dangerous. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've tried that. It's uh, No, you're going to have 
guts yeah. to do that. Yeah, we've yeah. seen you try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so the reason that I got a rainbow in my head is because this guy's like invading his home with the knife incorrectly in his hand. Except that now they're at this. You, you remember they're at the sister's sex. Now it's the sister's sex party night. And so they catch him like a dog, like with a collar, and they just get him on the ground. And that's that's where we're at in the film now. Now he's at the sex party. So everyone's pretending the whole thing is like a play or something like that. And it's it's just weird as I'm explaining it because I didn't understand why this was happening. Oh, no, and I get it. It's like Hamlet. Yeah, kind of like Hamlet. Exactly. PJ, thank you. <laughs> They're all good. Everyone is pretending the whole thing is like Hamlet. Uh, except Billy, who's like on the ground like a dog, just sweating profusely. Um <laughs> And then Billy finds out he's uh, he's not one of society. So basically, this is you know as as I should have known earlier, this is a film about class warfare. But I'm a fucking retard, so this shit always goes wrong. <laughs> Except it was like he literally said, "You're not part of society, Billy. You're not like us." So now at the party, like it looks like the mom and the daughter are gonna have sex, which is kind of cool. And then Billy and the guy Blanchard, who died earlier, is also not dead again. So literally, no one's died yet because uh, they all keep coming alive again uh but they're all tied up in the living room right and then blanchard his his friend who was dead but who we find out isn't dead starts getting raped like in the credits it's really weird he's naked he's crying and the whole party is just fucking raping him and it's pretty sick uh and they're also they're all like reptiles they all take their clothes off and their version of raping is melting flesh into their bodies so they're all like melting their flesh on him and like sucking him dry like a like a like a mosquito. Like their faces get onto his body and like mosquito suction his skin up. Uh, and do you get it? Because it's like society sucking the lower classes the lower classes dry. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, <laughs> oh, it was clever. I got it. I got it. There. Yeah. Uh, so Billy's Billy though, Billy's more retarded than me because he doesn't get it. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the rich people says, Don't you know Billy? The rich have always sucked off the lower class. So also, they, they, they spell it out for you. Like, in case you didn't get it. They spell it out for me three times in, like, five minutes. Uh, <laughs> all, all the while, Lancer is just getting fucking raped. Just in the background, just sucking him dry. Um, just sucking away. So, so is there a cut where, like, suddenly Brian Usna appears on screen and starts explaining to you? Now, in this scene, what we're trying to tell you <laughs> is that the rich will suck you dry. Now back to my film. Thank you. Right after that, there was a, like a judge comes in and he fists Blanchard asshole, like, and he puts his fists all the way in through his asshole, and then it goes through his mouth. And uh, and this is the point. This is the point where tell I me when I hit your prostate. <laughs> I think it went past that. Um, so I have to stop now because the last part of this thing is all my selling point. So either I okay. I, I stop the movie now. Or I just continue with my selling point right now. Which, which do you guys prefer? I would save, save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save and it. my description of the movie, and we're on to the next guy. So, well, well, how did you like the movie? You can tell us that I, without spoiling it. Um, I liked the movie a lot, even though it was like really bad. The last ten minutes, which is will be my selling point, is amazing. And okay. then, like, it had cool scenes to kind of keep me going. And as I was uh, as I was reading it, like some of the like the, the, the cool scenes, like the the chick with the boobs on her back, that was actually like filmed later because the the director thought like we needed more like weird shit in the beginning, and it totally oh. kept. So so yeah, it was good. Everything about it was solid. It's a solid cult eighties flick, basically. Okay, 
Okay, so I'll just jump right into my movie now. Um, I went back to 1987 for Angel Heart. I was born that month. Or day. Was, yeah, that month, that, yeah. In 1987 is my birthday. Fuck you guys. Uh, so, uh, Angel Heart, it's um, from 1987. It's directed by Alan Parker, who also directed Pink Floyd's The Wall. So, you, you know his work. I've never. Not a fan. <laughs> Fuck Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd sucks. Yeah. Um, I know this movie, which makes me excited. Go you ahead. do. I was Damn it! I don't know this you, one. Like, you know this movie. I, I uh, like um, wait, 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 wait. Uh, um, uh, uh, not Al Pacino. The other one's in it. Robert De Niro's in it. That's the one. That's the one. And it, it stars Mickey Rourke. When like Mickey Rourke, like before the me. drugs, basically. I mean, I'm sure he was on drugs then, but before he got like, he looks like he's on drugs. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I couldn't recognize him. Uh, he wasn't all beat the fuck up yet. He was like a heartthrob almost, right? Or no? Dude, he's very handsome, I would say, in this movie. I was shocked. I was like, damn, like, he could have been somebody. Um, <laughs> we did become. All right. So, so basically what this movie is about is Mickey Rourke is this private investigator. It takes place in 1955. It opens up in like a, a dark. My mom was born uh, that day. Wet... <laughs> it's all right. I don't know what the fuck you guys are like. You know what? No, this is an episode that exists. Where Mike fucked up. I said 1984 was his birthday. <laughs> That we not use the term birth year. (laughs) So so nineteen eighty seven, my birthday, Angel Heart. It's a noir taking place in nineteen fifty five, which is Angus's mother's birthday. Uh, (laughs) I already love this movie. It's so close home. (laughs) It's all tying together. (laughs) I uh, I didn't have any more beer in the house, so I switched to bourbon. Like that whole bourbon barrel age thing made me just decide. Well, I I, I had bourbon before this, so I'm excited. All right, did you? You probably had good bourbon. I'm cheap. I'm drinking cheap bourbon. Oh no, it was Buffalo Trace, which is my favorite bourbon. I'm drinking uh, Black Eagle. I call it the Land Shark of whiskey. Landshark's pretty stuff. high up there on my. Well, it's like light and drinkable, but not really much flavor to it. Gotcha. I, I typically use it for mixing, but you know it's easy to drink straight. Uh, not that I'm proud of it. Uh, um, so I haven't gotten into one fucking sentence in this movie yet. <laughs> Mickey Rourke plays a private investigator in 1955. You did get that sentence out. Yes, that that sentence is in the bag. We we banked that one. He gets a call from a, a lawyer, a little law firm, and he arranges this meetup and he goes to this freaky church. He goes past a woman scrubbing blood off the walls into this room. And there is Robert De Niro with these. He's got like long cokehead nails <laughs> and a beard that like looks fake as hell. He's got one of the fakest movie beards ever. Isn't it like just really dark and black? 
Yeah, I've seen the cover, but I've never watched this movie. But I know I've seen that cover. I was like, "Holy shit, that's the shittiest beard I've ever seen." Yes, it's and and he's like um he's like Marlon Brando in this movie because he never stands up. You only see him sitting down (laughs) the entire movie. Like even in the like the the climax, like like an energetic scene, he sits his ass down in a couch and does not get up. So Mickey Rourke goes to, to meet him and, and Rourke is like, even in the opening moments, I immediately wrote down, he's likable. They just, they make him really likable. Maybe because it's like, he really was handsome back then. I'm just like sold like, oh, hey, a pretty guy with lots of money. I'm down. He meets this guy. It turns out, you know, Robert De Niro's character's name is Louis Cipher. <laughs> Uh, the movie makes no like attempt to be like, nah, he's not the devil. He's Louis Cipher. <laughs> wink, wink. Hey, 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 like this movie hits you hard in the ribs with that. Like, hey, you see that? You see that Louis Cipher? Wait, is that a, a euphemism for, for devil? Cipher? Lucifer. Lucifer. Oh, yeah. But like, what, what's right, kind of cool clever. is though they actually make a thing oh. of it. Like later in the movie, Rourke kind of like tries to like. He tries to say, like, Louis Cifier, because he's like, it can't be Louis Cipher, like Lucifer. It's got to be, like, Cifier, and De Niro corrects him, Cipher. Louis C.K. originally, he just jerked off in front of women. (laughs) That's the real devil. So Robert De Niro, or the devil, basically says that he's kind of like this big-time rich guy, producer, whatever. He he got this guy who wanted to be uh, a singer. He got him his start. And he had a contract with him, and basically you kind of – obviously the guy sold his soul to the devil to become a famous singer. He makes oh. it out to Mickey Rourke like it's about money, but you obviously know in that opening moment it's about his soul. But the guy's gotten missing, and I guess the devil can't find this guy. So he sends, he sends Mickey Rourke to find him. Um, he was last at this hospital. So what happened was basically the guy went to war, but he came back like fucked up and in a coma and he's been in this hospital and every week or every couple of weeks, the hospital sends like an affidavit to the devil saying, yeah, he's still here. We've got him. <laughs> he's, you know, whatever. Um, but now he hasn't been getting the affidavits. So he's like, you know, they're not going to talk to me because I look like the fucking devil. <laughs> Why don't you go see what they're doing? Reasonable. Yeah, so he goes down there and he, he like he flirts with the nurse and they had this weird like they see the shot where they show her ass. But it's like the movie's really good for like the period. It really what? makes you feel like it's in the no the ass and the period. <laughs> I was trying to say like she's basically in a 50s dress wearing 50s panties. So like her her ass is just bundled up and fucked up by that. Yeah. But whatever, yeah, Mickey Rourke would be checking out her ass back then. So so he finds out from her that this singer, his name's Johnny Favorite. <laughs> yeah, Johnny What's the Favorite. fucking worst name ever? <laughs> that's his stage name. I know, that's why it's so terrible. I didn't think his fucking parents named him that. <laughs> uh, so, but he finds out the doctor who had been, like, signing the, um, he's here things. So he, he goes in a... To visit the doctor at home, he fi- like goes to his fridge, finds out the doctor's a morphine addict, and basically like just locks him away to tell him the truth. Like makes him go cold turkey on the the morphine. The doctor basically reveals that Johnny woke up, but he had amnesia, 
and two people came and took him away 12 years ago. And But they paid him off. They gave him 25 grand to keep sending the he's still here affidavits. And he did it because he's a he's a drug addict. And, you know, Mickey Rourke's like, well, shit, like he's gone 12 years ago. How am I going to find anything out? And so he goes out and like smokes a bunch of cigarettes at a diner and he comes back to the dock to let him out because he locked him in a room to like sober him up. <laughs> and the, the dock is dead. Somebody shot him right through the fucking eye. He's dead. So he's no, no, he's dead. You know, what's so funny Rourke, though is Mickey Rourke went through the same thing later when he got in the drugs. The fucking doctor died. <laughs> Mickey Rourke wipes out all his fingerprints and he, he goes back to De Niro and he have another like I'm the fucking devil scene <laughs> basically De Niro throws money at him to keep him because he's like shit I'm gonna get in trouble for murder here dude and he's like $5,000 and he's like hey. can I ask a question I, I want to ask a question Yes. It, does, does De Niro play a better devil than Al Pacino See, I haven't seen The Devil's Advocate, but I gotta say, probably not. Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen The Devil's Advocate? No. I honestly thought the two movies were the same for years until we started (laughs) recording this fucking ten minutes ago when I heard about this. I thought they were the same fucking movie. Anyway, I I feel like I kind of got to shorten this a little bit because this can get a little meandering that is one flaw i had with the movie like it's i really liked that there was that sense of mystery to it and the the direction is really good like it it looks really good but it's a little long and so just to kind of wrap up he kind of figures out like okay so johnny favorite was in a band and he had some ex-girlfriends and the trail leads him to new orleans where he he's got a few people to talk to he's got johnny had a Little an lamb. ex-girlfriend who was who <laughs> <laughs> uh, an ex-girlfriend who was like a socialite um then he had a yes actually lisa Sorry. bonet from the comedy <sighs> show this is the only thing i know I about a... this movie and i think you're gonna use it as a bullet point for somebody here it's, it's not <laughs> a bullet point let's just get it right out the way lisa bonet Cosby kid was in this movie and she got naked and she got fired from the Cosby show from yep. it because rapist Bill Cosby <laughs> couldn't stand a woman being naked in the movie. Well, let's not throw wild accusations around like that, all right? Yeah. No, Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. I don't want to be sued, motherfucker. <laughs> Alleged rapist Bill Cosby. Some 90-year-old man with a milky eye sues us. <laughs> we have three listeners. <laughs> Okay, so he's in New Orleans and he he tracks down basically an ex-girlfriend and then the daughter of an ex-girlfriend because the other like the black girl that Johnny favorite had been with is now dead, but she had a daughter who's still alive and also he tracks down a bandmate. Uh, the the bandmate is like the first one he really kind of Adam puts pressure A-OK. on. Yeah. Um, no, Toots. Uh, toots Sweet. That's so much better than this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently this guy is like some blues person. I don't know who anyone is ever. I just, Yeah, if you're not an A-lister, I'm just oblivious, I guess. I'm such a piece of shit movie watcher. And I don't know anything about music. Dude, you watch like 30 silent films. I don't. Uh, you're yeah, you're, 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 you're whatever you are. You're, you're 
about. That's you're the opposite of what you just said. He puts pressure on Toot Sweet, and then he gets his ass kicked. Um, oh. he, he follows Toot Sweet after, uh, like he's he's at the bar where Toot Sweet is playing, and then uh, as the bar wraps up, Mickey Rourke gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, he's right. like a, a, a sm- he's not like the roided out guy. You know, back then he he looked like a like normal dude. That is yeah. the only thing I've Googled so far is young Mickey Rourke. And holy shit, he was a handsome man. Right? Wow. Remember when we li- we liked an actor, except he was like a weird, disgusting old man, except like he was super handsome in the 80s. He's in that show, The Blacklist. What's his name? Oh, James Spader. James Spader. Exactly like that, dude. Right? He was a what happened to James Spader? It wasn't even drugs. He just all of a sudden became a disgusting old man. Like, right? Yeah. Like he just came back and just like, nah, I kind of let myself go while I was gone. Like Val Kilmer. So Val Kilmer had problems. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer kind of looks like Val Kilmer. Fucking James Spader does not oh, look yeah, like. in the face. No, you're right. Because he was handsome in the face and now he's he's not. He's just a yeah. fat old man. Yeah, Val Kilmer just got fat. That's different. <laughs> so he follows Toot Sweet and basically he sees they, they have a whole voodoo thing going on. <laughs> and... And there's been hints like, you know, chicken legs and just little hints leading up to like the occult, uh, just to kind of spook you a little bit as you get into it. And that's where we see Lisa Bonet and her like throes of she's like the priestess. So uh, I was going to ask, like, where the hell's the horror from all this? All right. Now I yeah. Yeah. So, but he met Lisa Bonet earlier and there's a, like a really nice little wet t-shirt shot. You know, I was like, okay, well, I'm in. She's hot. Uh, <laughs> they got her shirt wet yeah. with jello. <laughs> And Mike's really going to love this. She's meant to be 17 in the movie, so underaged. Wait, hang on. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a shot fired. Dude. I don't expect <laughs> Like, hey, <laughs> cops. Hey, cops, go look at Mike's hard drive first. Oh, no. Well, what? what? That's, even, that's even more out there, man. <laughs> Whoa! I hear Mike frantically deleting, like, no, no, no. I don't know where this is coming from. You know what he doesn't have to delete? His first recording of this show. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never hear it, people. We didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) He follows Too Sweet to the the voodoo thing, and then he follows him home, and it's kind of like, what the fuck was that dude hey you know toot sweet is like hey you know he freaks out he doesn't really want to talk because he's scared of you know the priestess and the voodoo and, and the retribution and he gives rourke some more information some more leads to work on and then he leaves uh rourke leaves that is he leaves the guy's apartment also somewhere in there he he meets up with the socialite woman he pretends to be someone who wants to have his palm read and like he he just kind of comes out with it like hey you knew johnny favorite why don't you tell me about him because i'm actually here about him and then she's like eh, fuck off get out and she throws him out he goes back to his hotel he wakes up and the police are searching his room and it turns out toot sweet was found killed with his balls cut off and <laughs> stuffed in his mouth <laughs> So now that's two people, you know, question who are dead. And now he's really freaked out. He's like, shit. Like, I'm freaked out. Yeah. Like, I'm now I'm connected to two murders. And he starts thinking, like, you know, Johnny Favorite is out there, doesn't want to be found, and he's killing these people. He was tooting his own balls. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, This is where it gets really meandering a lot. After that, it's just, it's slow after that. Essentially, everyone he, he talks to trying to get leads dies. So like the the, the socialite ex-girlfriend, he, he kind of goes back to like follow up with her, except that she's got her heart cut out. 
Yeah, I'm meandering just like the movie did. And I'm also kind of jumping around because I didn't really take notes on the plot uh, because I was actually that into it. So like, I'll give the movie that credit. I was like taking really quick notes about like the feel of the movie. Not as much on the plot because I was honestly, you said you didn't take notes. I'm glad that I don't hear the flipping through the fucking pages. <laughs> <laughs> no, I took a, I took a lot of notes, but just not on the plot specifically. No, because... no, like, I, like five minutes ago, I actually bought the book Angel Heart. <laughs> I was like, this right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to read it because I was invested in the mystery. Like I said, I keep going back to it being a little too long because that, that, yeah, I can't emphasize it enough. It was the biggest flaw of the movie, but I was still invested in the story. And um, now Rourke kind of has this like, I wouldn't quite call it a romance with Lisa Bonet, the the voodoo priestess, but weirdly they have like a chemistry. It's like, yeah, they're they're meant to kind of come together as the story moves on. And they have a moment that, that's I'm going to save for for the bullet points. They have sex, right? Yes, they have sex. <laughs> Why did that make your voice break? What the hell? They have sex, and, and now through all this movie, like we said, horror, and I've basically described a noir film instead of a horror film. Yes. Um, yes. But there is this, like, it's very psychological. Like the whole time, you're it is like a what the fuck movie. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Like in a good way though, you're, because you want to know like where is Johnny favorite? And even though you know it's like okay, he sold his soul to the devil, you're kind of you don't know what's gonna happen at the the end. You know, like is he, is he gonna find Johnny favorite? Is something fucked up gonna happen to him? How do all these pieces come together? And it's got just that like like I said, it, it really envelops you in the period as well, like the cars and the, the look. And they do a lot of like like you see into his wallet, you see into his drawers, like that pants, but like <laughs> <laughs> just not Mickey Rourke, handsome nineteen eighty seven oh. Mickey Rourke to drawers. You're right, I was just thinking old Mickey Rourke, like wrinkled fucking sack. Yeah, never mind. He had a fucking beautiful sack then, I bet. And they made it look period uh, appropriate. Bushy. Um, but like the they show you like little like I guess artifacts that it makes you feel really fifties, but also at the same time you're seeing all this stuff. You're kind of like, wait, are there clues? <laughs> little artifacts clues? like separated water fountains, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, like good things like that. He does ride a bus, and they have like signs on the bus that say like "coloreds sit here," but he sits there. Like, he's like, you know, fuck this segregation shit. I'm Mickey Rourke. I'm sitting in the black people section. And they beat the uh, shit out of him. <laughs> well, I mean, they address the racism because, like, he's sleeping with the black girl and the cops, like, you know, yell at him and, like, the stuff gets broken. He's like, oh, why don't you... Yeah. Now, I don't know if I really, like, I don't know if I should spoil this movie for everybody. Absolutely. Have we ever stopped from spoiling anything? No, you're right. We're a spoiler. So oh, how dare you spoil you this movie spoiling. from 30 years ago, you piece of shit. <laughs> well, well, I'm saying, like, I was invested not knowing the ending. So, like, <laughs> if somebody comes to come by and watch this movie, it, it does kind of suck to, to spoil right. it. So just Stop it ahead. now. Do that 15-minute skip. Or 15 seconds. A 15 minute skip, yeah. Holy You'll be. Skip part of (laughs) Angus's movie. I would be disappointed if they didn't hear my first four minutes of just. Okay, so so, so the devil shows up again. What has happened is uh, you learn from someone else and the truth, and Mickey Rourke has, you know, of course, a fucking freak out. 
Um, and then Lisa Bonet is found dead because somebody put a gun up her snatch and shot it. Nice. And the cops are like, this doesn't look good for you. But I thought somebody took her heart out. No, no, no. That was the ex, the socialite ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Lisa Bonet is the daughter of an ex-girlfriend. Oh, but I'm skipping to the end with, with her being dead, uh, Lisa Bonet being dead. You find out first that what happened was Johnny Favorite knew that the devil was coming for his soul. So he found a young soldier and did this crazy voodoo ritual where he cut out that young soldier's heart and ate it. And basically what that would do was like fool the devil into thinking that like the young soldier's soul was his soul. And then like his whole identity changed and he became that young soldier. So Johnny favorite. I hope it was soldier boy angel, (laughs) which is Mickey Rourke. (laughs) Soldier boy has done this. In taking that soldier's identity, he had to go to war because that was what the soldier had to do. And the war, he suffered an injury, which wiped his mind. It gave him amnesia. And that's where basically like his, his socialite ex-girlfriend and her father pick him up because they're part of the, the occult ring. And then they kind of just send him out in the world. They don't ever see him after that. And then he becomes, you know, Mickey Rourke. But Mickey Rourke kind of has this conflicting, like he doesn't remember all that. And like, he wants to be the young soldier whose soul was stolen for this deal. And the devil comes along and says, basically, both the souls are mine. And I know you're still Johnny favorite, even though you don't know it. And I'm taking you to hell. That is bullshit. I don't like that. I I was with the devil. So the whole movie was just like the devil wanted to fuck with him one last time for trying to cheat him, then put him through all this like stress and hell on earth before sending him to the real hell. And then he finds, you know, he he tries to run away. He finds Lisa Bonet. You know, the cops are like, who was this girl to you? And it, it, it turned out, you find out earlier that this girl is actually his, you know, now you know, his, it's his daughter. It was Johnny oh, no. Favorite's ex-girlfriend's kid that they had together. So now oh, the soul of Johnny yeah. Favorite is in this person. So the, you know, he fucked like his own it. daughter. Nice. It turns out that it turns out that the Very devil cool. has been controlling him because he does have control of his soul, making him kill the people, but not remember. So everybody who's dead, Mickey Rourke killed. Oh, like, oh boy. Yeah. That's and then basically the guy says, you know, you're going to burn for this. And he's like, I know, dude, I know. What's really great is like the credits roll and at, it's intercut with scenes of Mickey Rourke getting into a, a dark, dark elevator and going down, 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 down. And then at the end, De Niro says, Harry, Johnny, Harry being, you know, Mickey Rourke's character's name, which I didn't say at the beginning. That's where they get the name Angel Heart. And that's, that's Angel Heart. Yes. That was really good music. <laughs> All right. Well, that will intro my movie. The theme was that we picked 1980s non-franchise uh, horror film. And since I thought this would come out like normal, I didn't know we would be waiting a month before releasing it. I went for a holiday movie, a family-friendly one, obviously. 
Um, right, uh, that's from uh, a Christmas story. story yes, isn't it? <laughs> that classic line, like "You'll shoot your eye out." You got fucking great big tits. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I think his sister was younger than him in that. <laughs> Oh, so, so Mike's really good. <laughs> Mike loves this episode for all the underage tits. Well, they were white, so no. <laughs> uh, how are her feet? The best feet. All right, well, if you guys remember the beer that I picked was Insanely Bad Elf, that had to do with the movie I picked. I picked yeah. a movie that I couldn't find a DVD release of, couldn't find any, like, actual literal like legit streaming services of it um to buy the vhs it would have cost me 116 dollars from amazon uh, so you have a movie none of our viewers can ever see well they can because I, will... well, I hope they're not watching <laughs> us because i look oh my god right me now. too shower before the episode i accidentally drank soap in the shower <laughs> <laughs> that's the weirdest <laughs> beer you've ever picked um <laughs> So the movie I went with was a holiday movie that nobody's ever heard of. It's called Elves from 1989. Well, that's pretty late to like be completely gone unless it was made for like $300 in a favor. Oh, it was made for very little money. Um, I was trying to read about it and what sold me on this movie was just like when I read like the synopsis, I was like, holy fuck, this sounds insane. Like, that's why I was like, I don't even care if it's not Christmas when you motherfuckers hear this. You got to hear about this movie. I'm not waiting a year to tell you. So, so, so did, how did you find it? Uh, I just searched like um I, on Google. I just went Christmas 80s horror movies. And this was the very last fucking thing listed. Um, <laughs> So someone else was able to like see it or they just had it on a list. Like, Hey, this is it. They had it on the list. And like, apparently like there's like a bunch of websites just dedicated to this movie and like their reviews of it (laughs) and how fucking insane it is. I was able to find a copy. Surprisingly enough, um, somebody ripped their VHS copy to YouTube and apparently 12,000 other people have enjoyed this film with me. And it was actually a decent VHS rip. The movie is called Elves, and let me pull up my notes. Flip, flip, flip through my phone. Yes, thank you for the sounds, because my phone doesn't do that. So the movie begins with three, what I'm assuming are teenage pagan lesbians out in the woods with some... Whoa! (laughs) Oh, they're underage. They're 17, I believe. We'll go back to that lucky number of 17. She's only 17. (laughs) So they're out in the woods with this um, weird book one of them stole from her grandpa. And it has pictures of, like, naked ladies and shit. That's not a weird book. Every grandpa has pictures of naked ladies. (laughs) Well, it's it's weird because they're, like, drawn ladies. Like, it's not, like, just, like, a fucking playboy from the fucking... 1955 oh it's like a how-to yeah like and there's like a sketch like kind of like if you get into that school you know like can you draw this turtle or can you draw this naked lady (laughs) 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 so (laughs) they're in the woods and they want to make a spell to end christmas because they just hate christmas 
And it takes a book of naked ladies. And it is not just naked ladies. Like the one girl, like who brought it, like drew some weird shit onto it. Like, oh, look what I did to her titties, and she made them like weird looking and like (laughs) kind of yeah, it kind of looked like mustaches. (laughs) You know, my my mom. On a related note, my mom threw out a uh, Guns N' Roses fucking booklet from a CD (laughs) because it had weird titties on it. I I, I love that. I don't know. My mind went racing because we said tits with mustaches on them, and Mike goes, "My mom, my mom, <laughs> mustache titties." <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I love that booklet, man. It was like just a torso of big ass titties on a fucking like um, crucifix, and they were like tied up BDSM style." And my mom's like, "No, nope. <laughs> throw them out." And the next day, I didn't have them anymore. Also, she did my Coolio CD. A similar story, like um. <laughs> do you guys remember methods of mayhem get get naked oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> um in the booklet it had little kim topless i cut that out and it's on my dressers right next to me i like taped it on there so i have her riding a giant chicken naked <laughs> all right the main girl is holding a candle and it breaks in her hand and cuts her and she's <laughs> she says she has to leave because she'll get in trouble well blood is pouring out of her fucking hand at a massive like amount of blood like it's just flowing through her fucking cut hand and she's like ah guys it's time to go uh, yeah that's a that's a, a party foul like, right there. there was no pain no nothing just ah fuck there goes a gallon of blood not again sucks and it, it pours into the ground after they like read the book and stuff and the ground starts smoking and an evil elf hand pops out. <laughs> it cuts to the girl going back home because like she knew it was time to go and her Dark because she's covered in blood. Well, from no, 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 no. It, it kind of it heals up a little bit and she walks in. And okay. all of a sudden, her grandpa, who's in a wheelchair, just rolls up and slaps her in the face twice. No explanation. Just fucking slap, slap as hard as no, he can. No, can jerk <laughs> off because she took his little nudie back. I'm all <laughs> How pent up do you get if you don't get it for a little while? Like, man. Well, like, you start slapping little girls left and right. But, like, two of the hardest smacks I've ever seen in cinematic history he gave her. Record breaking slaps. Well, he she held her face. Well, she gets over pain very easily, as we saw by the candle fucking thing. And then he just says, "I'm sorry." Did you go into my room? (laughs) And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, don't touch my fucking books." And then her mother comes out, and the mother is such a fucking twat throughout this entire movie. Um, the mother says, "You know what? You were out tonight. I'm cutting your bank account tomorrow." <laughs> oh, so they're rich like those in society? No, 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 no. They're not rich, but the girl has a job at the mall. You know, she's earning her own money because she wants to get out because her family's fucking insane. Apparently, like Grandpa just slaps her like at the fucking drop of. <laughs> time mother just fucking yells at her yeah i'd want to get out too going back to the clip that i played earlier you learn about another member of her family her little brother (laughs) (laughs) 
Who is the fucking biggest pervert I've ever seen in a movie who's fucking eight years old. (laughs) And he's wearing a Ninja Turtle onesie sleep outfit for the entire thing. I believe he was Michelangelo. I could be wrong about that. It was hard to tell because it was fucking grainy. Eight years old is a little, or eight years is a little old for a one. <laughs> yeah, no, like, well, you know what I mean. Like the little pajamas with the feet on them and shit. Even so, I had those and I probably gave them up when I really? was eight. Well, now I feel old. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, right? Yeah, you're grown up. They had like the, the shell on them, right? Yeah. I had those. Yeah, I think I did too. I'm 99% sure. Everybody I did. our age did. We all had the damn. No, I, I only had the most generic <laughs> cheap things from well, Kmart. You're Polish. So. Mike had the street sharks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, that would have been great. <laughs> I mean, you had the sheets, right? Oh, of course. I, sheets I still case. think I have them yeah. at my parents' house. I'm pretty sure I still have those. Um, so something's happening in your movie. Yeah, there, there's there's an elf that comes out of the ground, okay, after the blood. Wait, we're going back. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the elf comes out and uh, the girl, like, she gets her fucking face slapped and they're cutting her bank account. The pervert brother. Um, So at night, everybody's trying to sleep, right? And the girl is starting to, like, shake and have weird dreams. The creepy elf is watching everybody in the house sleep. And then he breaks into the house and starts attacking the brother. I'm imagining that <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's my... I am too now. All right, this sounds great. I was going to picture yeah. the elf on no. a shelf, but now I'll picture Will Ferrell. Um, the way to describe mixed yeah. with Leprechaun. Actually, Leprechaun could work. Um, the way this elf kind of looked like it was actually kind of cool. I was saving it for my bullets, but um, it was actually really good design for such like a shitty, cheap movie. Like it kind of looked like Angelica Houston in that witch movie mixed. Mixed with um the creatures from the descent, mixed mixed with Leprechaun, like it was all three at once. It was actually pretty cool looking. I'm gonna I'm gonna break the rule and try to go. Ah, don't 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 I'm not allowed to right now. But all right, fine. All right, so the elf is watching oh. everybody sleep, and um he starts attacking the child and. Let me bring up that one of the weird things is like he's the best character so far. One of the movie, like one of the things this movie does is like it mostly shows you through the eyes of the elf, right? And it basically looks like me with my astigmatism, and I can't see out of my right eye when I have my contacts in. That's what the movie looks like through his vision. (laughs) (laughs) Where I go like three minutes, like oh fuck, I can't see, I can't see. And I'm just feeling out for shit. That's what it looks like through his vision. Um, he attacks the brother and then like everybody runs in to help the brother out. And he's like, ah, it was a fucking fucking demon. Fucking <laughs> cussing, and nobody gave a shit that the eight year olds is yelling fuck throughout this movie, which is also weird because I think this was like a made for TV movie. And like they said fuck <laughs> so many times it was PG 13. So they don't show any of the tits. Huh. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't rush yourself. All right. So the mother thinks it was the cat. Yeah, it was 89. And no, like yeah. 89 is when that should have been eliminated. This ain't yeah, the bounty. 13, 89 is no fun. Yeah, they started to get strict then. 
Because that's when they were censoring all kinds of movies. So the mom thinks it was the cat that was attacking him, and she's like just staring down the black cat, like you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) The next becomes a (laughs) (laughs) the next day, the mother like lures the cat into a fucking like a pillow sack, and then takes it into the toilet and drowns it. Wow. And then, I would never see that coming. No, like she just looked at the cat angrily like once and then she's just like, all right, it's got to fucking die in a toilet. And then she just <laughs> <laughs> she buries it in a shallow grave, which does a shallow Why grave ever bother? work? Shallow grave. <laughs> Why would you bother to, to bury it? I don't know, like, I don't just know. It away. Well, the, the kid was, you know what? Fuck, that's right. <laughs> Because <laughs> away. So that's right. If you're that kind of person, you're just you're throwing the cat away. Well, you're I, not digging a grave. If the daughter like right goes there. to like throw away a fucking half-eaten apple, like she'll see a fucking dead cat in the garbage can. I think that would probably raise suspicion. You take out the trash yourself <laughs> for a couple days. Hey, whatever. You take it out the curb early. Okay, so <laughs> and you and you wrap them in multiple bags so nobody can see what's inside. Bears win, so the bears um, wouldn't get to them. That's we're... not a story we can get into right now. Oh, but we will. <laughs> um, we will. Next, fuck! I'm six minutes into my movie. Um, <laughs> so it cuts to the girl at the mall is where she works, and she goes to Santa Claus, who's like in the food court, and she's like on his lap and starts flirting with her. And he starts to go to finger her, and he just keeps repeating the words, oral, oral, oral. And then she's like, what? And then she hits him and, like, fucking rips his beard off. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck you. And then he gets fired. Wait, 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 wait. It was okay with the fingering, but not the oral? Yeah, yeah, no. It was until he said oral, like, she she really got offended. Boo. <laughs> And while all this is happening, um, there's a guy trying to get his job back, and it's Grizzly Adams from the old um, TV show with the bear. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. And yes, Grizzly Adams had a beard in this. So he's like trying to explain to the owner of the mall that he's sober now, and he just needs a job, and he needs to get back to work and stuff. And the manager's like just this fucking gay prick. <laughs> like he just he just can't stop being a snotty gay man to anybody. Like he was mean to the guy, like the Santa that he fired and everything, and he won't give um Grizzly Adams his job. Is it Brent Spiner? I don't know who. <laughs> I didn't care to look. No, that's too good of a voice. You're not getting I would remember that. The mall back. That could be J.K. Simmons. It kind of sounds like a mall. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the fucking the disgraced Santa goes back to his like little dressing room, and he starts doing like fucking lines of coke <laughs> as he is fired. Like, he just has multiple, like, he has, like, like $500 of Coke just laying on this table for some reason. Fucking economy. Right? <laughs> right? Like, as a mall Santa, you could afford, like, fucking 19 eight balls. <laughs> oh, man. We are born in the wrong decade. So he's chopping them up, and then he brushes it all away with his fake beard and starts panicking. Aww. Um, The whole... 
the whole time he was being followed by the elf who grabbed the knife from the kitchenware section of the mall and then just started stabbing him in the so, dick. So did the elf have beef with Santa or the elf is just like a opportunity to dick? Yeah, he, he just kills what's around him. Okay, okay. So he, he's not like a vengeful spirit. He's just No, no. It's just whatever's there he fucking kills and okay. you'll find out why later. Okay. I, I I think Santa may have been a Jew. Like <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there right now for what comes later. All right. So after like everybody's like the guy is killed, the gay guy who runs the mall gave Grizzly Adams a job as Santa because he's all bearded and shit. And he used to be a detective or he was a mall cop or something. And he wants to solve that murder. Awesome. And while that's great. And while that's happening, the elf is outside the woman, the girl's house again. And he digs up the dead cat and just smashes it against the girl's (laughs) window. Like, look at your cat! <laughs> fucking dead! This elf is a piece of shit! What the hell? The elf is a dick! And then, um, the, the mother is like, ah, it's gotta be raccoons! Because <laughs> raccoons famously dig up oh, yeah. fucking yeah. cats and uh, smear them in the- <laughs> I had that problem all the time in my old house. Uh, you throw rocks at those raccoons they don't care they're gonna be wiping dead cats on the windows every night so the the grandpa knows like now that he's seen all this shit he's like oh no the elves have been awakened (laughs) (laughs) and by the way the the grandpa has like a weird accent i'm not gonna get into it now but you'll figure it out um jewish so it sounds that way but no okay close all right, so the grandpa is there, and he figured all this shit out. Nazis show up, what? <laughs> <laughs> like literal, like old Nazis, so not like like old, not like skinheads, but like no, not neo Nazis. They're old Nazis <laughs> that were actually with the Third Reich. <laughs> yes, and they say they need the girl to bring back the Reich. <sighs> The the girl The girl's at the um, mall and she's like her and her two friends, like the pagan weird friends are like their whole plan is to get fucked that night. Oh, like super bad. Yeah, they call these three guys to come over to bang them at the mall. <laughs> so they're hiding out like they put a piece of duct tape there. But also so did um Grizzly Adams because he wanted the he wanted the mall open so he could find out who the killer was while this happens. And then he sees them there and he's like, what are you doing? They're just like, oh, we're doing our own thing. Don't get us in trouble. And he's like, all right, well, d- don't get in my way either. Do whatever you want. So then the three dudes show up and I just imagined it was us if we were alive in the 80s trying to bang chicks. So what happens is the guys go to the door and they try to open it, but it won't open. And they're like, oh, dude, this sucks. Let's go get a crowbar. You never see them again for the entire movie. That was it? They never show back up. Well, that's nice. how much commitment they had to the pussy. They were just like, well, shit, it's locked. <laughs> we're not getting any. <laughs> well, they didn't have cell phones back there. They didn't know what to do. They, like, they can't find a crowbar. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go go home and drink. Just go home. Fuck it. They had some skull. <laughs> yeah, you could 
find some old like elf magazines, I guess, because they didn't have the internet back then for porn. <laughs> okay, so they leave, and then some guys enter, and the girl's like, oh shit, this is our guys coming to fuck us. It's the Nazis. <laughs> 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 they fucking kick open the doors and start shooting randomly. <laughs> and what? then there's a 15 minute shootout between the Nazis and Grizzly Adams. 15? 15 minutes of this. You clocked it? Hour eight. Yes. Well, there's a crazy evil elf running amok in the fucking mall trying to kill everybody he sees. I gotta, gotta ask, the- does, does the elf make like, like, <laughs> like creepy, you know, noises? Like, kind of, like he does like little eh sounds, but nothing <laughs> like too over the top. Like, like, um, <laughs> like a full moon creature. Is that how he sounds? Yeah, that that's the best way to describe it is a full moon like creature like doll brought to life where it just kind of makes like the weird sounds so the elf starts killing her friends off um the police show up and they're like what's with all these dead girls and why were you here grizzly adams he's like i was trying to solve a murder you shouldn't do that (laughs) you were fired you fucking drunk the nazi grandpa now is at the point where he's like oh my god i gotta save my granddaughter Oh, well, I didn't know the grandpa was a Nazi. Yeah, 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 yeah he was a Nazi. Whopper, he just threw in there. So Grizzly Adams goes to this gay librarian to learn about these weird symbols that he found at their house. So there's a gay mall manager and a gay librarian? Yeah, like, everybody except Grizzly Adams and the grandpa were gay. As men, I'm assuming. So he goes to talk to them about these weird symbols that he sees in the house when he dropped the daughter off. And the mother was just a cunt and yells at her and um, yells at him like, get out of my house. So he goes and then he tells the librarian about these symbols he saw in the house. The guy tells him they were Nazi symbols about elves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're known for their occult and elf interests. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then... um, the cunty mother starts yelling at the daughter and then eventually admits that um, her grandpa is also her father. Oh, no. Uh, ew. Yeah, so the mother was fucked by her own father to give birth to this girl. Did she like it? Uh, she didn't seem too happy about it because she was such a twatty bitch. I'd probably be upset too if I birthed my own grandchild. Yeah, she's really <laughs> angry because the girl is like, I wish dad was here. And she's like, well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. And then um, the weird gay guy tells um, Grizzly Adams about the story about the Nazis and the elves. And the elves, the Nazis were trying to resurrect to mate with the ultimate virgin on Christmas Eve to create the master race. That's nice. the reason Nazis were fucking with elves. Okay, where did where did they come from? Were they, were they in America the whole time? It's coming from the ultimate virgin blood, which is if you fuck your daughter and then she gives birth to another daughter, that's the ultimate race and creates elves to wow. fuck them. Wow. I All never right. knew. <laughs> So Grizzly Adams is riding back. He's like, I got to stop all this. And like, he's looking for a lighter in his car to smoke his cigarette. Cause I got to bring that up. Every scene that Grizzly Adams is in, he's smoking a cigarette. Oh, that I guy really smells want. great. Well, it killed him. 
he's in the movie. Or? He's never not with a cigarette in his hand during this entire movie. Well, you gotta die sometime. <laughs> So he's he's trying to find a lighter and then he finds a fucking a stick of dynamite in his car. What is this a fucking cartoon? Yes, it was literally wrapped up in the tape, you know, like three pieces of dynamite. And he's like, oh no, and jumps out and the car explodes. (laughs) So then some shit starts happening back in the house. Nazis are killing everybody there. Grizzly Adams is firing back and killing them. The girl and the little brother run away. Wait, it sounds like the Nazis are doing Mike and I are both screaming yeah. at this movie at the same time. So excited. <laughs> what, what's the elf been doing for the last 20 minutes? Oh, he's chilling. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like the Nazis have been killing more people than the elf. Yeah. The, the Nazis, uh, bl- like, fucking body count. Yeah, <laughs> Way more than the elf. And keep in mind, this movie is called Elves and there's one. <laughs> Which bugs the shit out of me. Maybe it's considering the Nazis also to be elves. <laughs> They're elves? Yeah. You know how much it's I would hurt crime. a Nazi feeling if you called them an elf? <laughs> I'm going to try it tomorrow. So, <laughs> how many Nazis do you run into a day? I'm, I'm going to have it ready just in case. You, you're just yelling at us on this podcast. Mike, you're an elf. All right, so the this the girl and the brother end up running, and they run to the woods where she originally cut herself. And then the elf tries to rape her, and it takes the elf like ten minutes to get on top of her. This sounds like Mike in a rape. <laughs> Like, he's just taking his time, you know? He's just winding up. And she's just sitting there fucking cold, like, okay. I guess this is going to happen. And the little brother runs back to the house, and then Grizzly Adams is dying because he got shot. He gives the kid, like, this broken glass. Like, I'm not sure what it was. It was just, like, a shard of glass. (laughs) And he's like, here, take this back to her. She'll know what to do with it. And the brother gives it to her. And then she just stabs the ground while, like, this 10-minute almost rape is happening. Like, and he doesn't even try to stop at the elf. He's like, oh, she's got the glass. And then (laughs) she just stabs the ground. The screen goes blurry and weird for, like, five minutes. The stigmatism? Yeah, it it does that again, but it's even worse because now it's, like, shining negative colors and shit at you, too. Uh, So you don't know uh, what's going uh, on. And it lasts for fucking ever. Um, And that's it. The movie's over. Great movie. What? Yeah, that's it. Can I, wait, can, can I, I talk do you about know, the like if the elf is gone? Like, so the credits start rolling, right? Right. And during the credits, you see a little fetus outline, Uh-oh. but it's shaped a little bit like an elf. What? What is it? So she's pregnant with the elf. Pregnant with the elf baby. I guess so even though it never penetrated her hey angus yeah were were you i don't want to i don't want to step on your toes but were you ever going to talk about the vhs cover in german of elves or (laughs) no i gotta look this up now can can i talk about it yes please talk about it because okay okay, two things two things all right remember that game we used to play where like we put our like thumb and 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 ring finger together and like if you looked at it we punch each other in the face or something yeah yeah that's so popular yeah, okay. the german vhs version of this 
the elf is making that symbol. <laughs> <laughs> like, just clear as day. Oh my God, yes, yes. It's, it's amazing. It doesn't count because it's above his waist. <laughs> yes, it's above his waist. He's a cheating piece That's, of shit. Yeah, it doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count. Okay. It has to be below the waist. The tagline, it says, elves. Das monster des groens. Which apparently... <laughs> Elves, the monster of horror, and I just love it. This is my this. I love this cover. So well, I'm, I'm I want VHS, and it shows two elves next to each other. So it's just that's what I was gonna say. I love that it shows two elves, even though there was one elf in the movie. So it's just a picture of one elf shown twice on together. Yes, that's the same elf. Grizzly <laughs> Adams. The German only has a hand. I love the tagline. They're not working for Santa. Dot 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 anymore like they're not working for santa anymore it's fine but they're not working for santa anymore it doesn't, but that doesn't even make sense putting the dot 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 speaking of dots, I don't know, i'm a good i like dots speaking of dots let's just move this right into our our best bullet points mike you went first so give us your best yeah. bullet points so this is the ending ten minutes of the movie. This is my selling point, and uh, the beginning of this is gonna is gonna kind of gear so towards gonna gear toward Angus a little bit because I know involves, what this is. it involves the wolf pack from the NWO WCW day. <laughs> <laughs> so let me start. Um, Giddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So basically, that the, okay. This we yeah, we we ended with the with the Blanchard turning into a sex puzzle and the judge thing, and. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the judge goes after Billy again because Billy like runs away, and uh, and the judge he turns into the NWL Wolfpack too sweet. <laughs> like his face turns into that, and he says, "This is where he says he says, come on, Billy, give me, give you a hand, or come on, Billy, let me give you a hand.'" <laughs> and not only does his face have the Wolfpack too sweet gesture, but his hand also turns into the NWO. <laughs> tries to grip Billy's nipple. Like, it misses his whole body and starts trying to, like, too sweet his nipple. I break. I fucking died watching this. I was like, is this fucking real? <laughs> so that happens as the judge is trying to get Billy. And then Billy's mother wants to fuck Billy and his sister. And, and, and except, except Billy's sister is actually in her mother's cunt. So, so, so Billy's mother shows up, and then he, she tries to be sexual, and then she turns into this weird, like golem-looking creature, and Billy trips, and then and then he gets face to face with his own mother's cunt, and then his mother's cunt turns into Billy's sister's face, and she asks Billy if he has any other fetishes he would like to indulge in, and then he then she sticks her tongue out and like licks his face, and I almost came watching this. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, very the thing is, I know what it looks like, and it's not a comfortable <laughs> thing, people. But, but her face very pretty. But her face is pretty in the scene. Um, okay, so for some reason, for some reason, Billy declines. He's like, I don't for, want any part. For of this. some reason, <laughs> look, it's a fucking mystery. Okay, and as Billy, as Billy's running away, his father. His father pops out of like the bed sheets. My favorite. And his father, his father is literally a butthead. <laughs> his head is where his own ass is, 
and he farts at Billy and then starts laughing. <laughs> and and then okay, so Billy runs out of this. Wait, this you room forgot the best line. What was the best line? Oh, okay. No, what was it? I, I he's even... like, "Hey, <laughs> I guess I am a real butthead or something yeah. like that." <laughs> So he throws Billy's own joke from the beginning of the movie right back in the <laughs> I can't believe we remember that. Dude, I like that was my favorite part of the movie was the butthead line. <laughs> um, all right. Um so Blanchard now is basically a, just a giant intestine. He's totally done for. Um and then Billy's friend sneaks into the party and uh, he's really, really appalled about what's happening to Blanchard. He, like, looks around, he's just like, what is happening? Why is everyone having naked sex reptile orgy thing? And he, and he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and uh, basically at this point in the movie, I don't know if I'm watching a movie or if I got high on accident. Because, like, I'm just there, I'm just like, I don't know why any of this happened all of a sudden. So Blanchard's done, and, and he's gone, and everyone starts morphing back into just being old and naked. And so it's just a bunch of naked old slimy people. Uh, and they're having a great time, man. Just like, like one of the guys is still having a cigar. Like he turned into a puddle of slime that was having sex with an underage boy. And then he when he, he went back to being an old naked man, he had a cigar on him. He's just like still smoking a cigar. Um, and, and so I don't know really. What yeah, he's just he's just like, I'm, I'm sucking the blood off of, uh, you know, young men. And I love it. And here's my cigar. And so the ending, Billy and this kid. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the ending is Billy <laughs> and one of the one of the like other guys his age, but who is part of the society. They get into a fist fight, and and Billy like beats him up by uh by punching him in the balls and going all the way up through his anus and balls and just like shoving his his fingers out of his eyes, and he wins. <laughs> Billy wins, and that's the end of the movie. Sucker punch. Oh, sucker punch. That's it, everyone. That's it. That's the movie's over. You, that's, 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 you know that's what's my selling point. Funny is I bought that movie. Like I bought the Deluxe Arrow Edition Blu-ray, and I watched it with Jesse and my friend Blake, and they both were so disgusted by it. Like they're like, "We'll never watch this movie again." I don't care right. what you pay me. <laughs> and then it came with a little comic book for a sequel. So I'll oh. give you that bullet point. There's a fucking yeah. sequel graphic novel in it. Yeah, I want to hear it. Well, it's a book. You can't hear a book. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to tell me a story or something. I didn't read it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not going to help uh-huh. your movie out, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, TJ, let's hear your shit. I'm feeling like I should have watched like a bad movie this time. I've been watching shit movies the last few episodes, and I'm finally like, I need to watch a good movie. And you guys watched watch these the bad- Nero movie. Like, yeah, I was like making Mark and De Niro. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I love my movie. This is gonna be good. And like you guys watch these batshit balls to the wall movies. <laughs> like, like, how am I gonna compete with that? I liked my movie. That here's my my bullet point is like going back to like just that atmosphere that it had through the whole movie. Like you weren't seeing anything really horrific till near the end, which yeah, that's my horizon shift um but you just had that like just uh, it was oppressive like the the mystery like it's very psychological like just feeling like something's not right what's going on like why everything seems normal but why doesn't it feel right um also the the sound right the soundtrack was (laughs) really good as well it's actually done by trevor jones he was actually a composer for uh jim henson he did the score for the dark crystal 
He did the score for for Time Bandits for Terry Gilliam, and he also did the not the David Bowie parts of Labyrinth. So if it wasn't like a musical number, all that music was done by Trevor Jones. So he actually has this like occasionally he goes into all out like horror movie music but then there's a lot of stuff that's just like bassy or like there's a scene like the scene after um when rourke puts the doctor locks him away to sober up to try to get some straight answers out of him and he goes out on like just wanders the town a little as he's going around it's just pounding heartbeat like that crescendos until like he starts smoking cigarettes and it's just kind of like this is random the heartbeats but it, it really draws you into like i said that feeling of just it's not right even though they're not showing you anything explicitly horrific on the movie. And I like that, how it just kind of built and built and built and you get hints and shadowing until it just goes all out in the end, which I'll say for the next part. And that's my, Alrighty. my selling point. Nice. But the film is an experience. Angus? Uh, shit. Like I kind of gave away some of mine with these while you guys were just like, and then I was like, fuck, I gotta say <laughs> we, it. We melted out of you. Cause the the elf like fetus thing was something I had. I thought that was cool. And then like also the <laughs> Grizzly Adams never not smoking thing. Like I brought that up on my own, but it was it was so fun to see. Like it would make a fun drinking game when he's not smoking. <laughs> You'd never be drunk. You're making me want to sleep. Well, one of the scenes was, and like this is gonna sound kind of shitty because I shit on Mike for his movie about the nudity in a <laughs> PG movie, but the mother. She actually gets killed. I left that part out. Um, she dies in a bathtub. And the thing is, she looks really good for an older woman. Like she has like a nice ass some pretty good tits and stuff. <laughs> but it's funny because she's just laying in the tub. And then the elf comes in and pushes the radio in and electrocutes her. And she's like just shocking to death or tits shaking around. But the funny thing is. <laughs> the elf starts headbanging along with her death. <laughs> like he starts rocking the fuck out, which is hilarious. That's great. I like that. And then uh, going along with that, like, and also like, I think TJ's thing is like, like you guys heard it. The score was surprisingly good for like a fucking no budget movie. Yeah, the so guy who did all it goofy like that, or did it like, get no, no, there's like movie? actually some, like it's, it's, it, it does like a mix between the two, but it's like, it's, it's like eighties camp, but it also has like some tense moments with it. And I'm trying to look up the guy's name, but because he didn't really do anything else from what I remember. I would imagine not but, working on elves. <laughs> but I thought it was really good. Um, the music here, hold on. Sound department. No, not that guy. Fuck. Anyway, music by, his name is Vladimir Horenzi. What he's most known for is a movie called Firehead. Like, elves isn't even on the list. <laughs> is that related to Doomhead? I, I hope so. That would be great. It has an iron and a sickle, so it's apparently some Soviet movie. But um, no, I thought right. I thought the music was great. That's all I got to say. Um, if I can go back, I forgot one thing about my bullet points getting into that, that atmosphere. One thing I wanted to say was like it had that feel. Um, when I was watching, I was just taking notes on it. I was like, man, this really feels like that, that tension and like mystery like you had in Jacob's Ladder. Like Jacob's Ladder had a lot of like the really weird surreal stuff that this doesn't have, but like that, that paranoid feel that Jacob's Ladder had. And come to find out, Alan Marshall produced this movie and then he later produced 
Jacob's Ladder. That's what made me like when I when I watched Jacob's Ladder, like IMDb had this as another movie to watch. That's that's what made me think of it. Yeah, they had that Angel. same like general feel. So yeah. Jacob's Ladder is much more overtly nightmarish. This is a little bit like I said. I keep saying it's much more psychological. So it's like in your head, but you just it, yeah. I have Jacob's Ladder on Blu-ray, but I've never watched it. Do do it. It's awesome. Awesome. All One right. of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Really. Uh, no. Well, because of the way it, like movies that fuck with your head like that get to me way more than like a traditional scare. Yeah. Yep. And there's like that, that early is like, well, apparently late eighties, but early nineties, like cerebral shit, like even flatliners, not, you know, not an explicitly scary movie, but like that, like I kind of got under my skin. Was it a Michael J. Fox movie? Um, no, it was <laughs> Sutherland. You're thinking of the frighteners. Yeah. Brothers <laughs> is not scary. That's a good movie, but not a scary. I one. love it. <laughs> now into our next segment, which comes from our love for the movie Event Horizon. So when we started a a podcast, our our favorite movie collectively is Event Horizon. So every movie we ever bring to the podcast has to be related to Event Horizon in a segment we call the Horizon Shift. In my movie, uh, no, 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 pause for the music. You forget every time. Uh, this is just a thing now. I'll just be ready to edit this. Like this. Why do we always make Mike first for this? Then, if he always uh, he just goes, we, we're quiet. So he's like, "Well, these bastards don't want to talk." <laughs> Silence. We're leaving a little gap so I can just easily throw the I music know, in. I know. I know. Well, you go first anyway, so go. You can be quiet now. Go. <laughs> Dude, I can. I need a minute. I can think yeah, of I... one for Mike so easily, and I can't think of one for mine. I'm still struggling. That's a good thing. All right. Going it's bugging me. So, it, 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 as we all know, in Event Horizon, it was cut down from a two-hour and fifteen-minute movie to I think somewhere around an hour and forty, hour forty-five, or something like that. And most of what was cut was a bunch of crazy, disgusting hell scenes about yeah. the old crew just being fucking tortured and shit in hell. And uh, and really, what what we could do is we could take the last ten minutes of my movie and just put it into <laughs> what should have been the hell from the the movie and it would just fit right it would work so So fucking well as soon as like i heard about the movie he did i was like god damn it that's exactly where it's gonna go and it works perfectly it is just a big disgusting barbecue sauce hell orgy and it's perfect and that is my horizon it's so good god damn (laughs) it i'm jealous mine follows along Along those same lines, unfortunately, Angel Heart suffered the same fate as Event Horizon being cut from rated X to rated R. No. Um, now, the scene in question is the sex scene between Mickey Rourke and Lisa Bonet. Now, she's the Buddhist priestess, and we find out later, obviously, he's his soul belongs to the devil. So when they come together to have sex, freaky shit happens. We Yeah, interracial. <laughs> Yeah, back yeah. in 1955. <laughs> Woo! Boo! Um, so, <laughs> he's in a hotel that's leaking water, 
And as they have sex, the water turns to blood. It doesn't play Slayer. The soundtrack's not that good. Um, but <laughs> it starts to rain blood, and then it starts having, like, all these... That's what happens when races mix. Says <laughs> 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 the guy who loves black girls, so he knows from experience. I've seen the stains on Michael's fucking carpet. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That blood is just the natural result of sex, not anything freaky-deaky from him killing underage girls. It's blood and Whoa. feet sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the scene does play out a lot like that that crew scene. Like uh, you see flashes of crazy stuff, but never quite the whole picture. The best shot, though, is so... Mickey Rourke is really going at it with her and he's thrusting like crazy and you kind of shoot away to seeing just blood everywhere. And when you go back to him in the briefest of shots, he is literally fucking a piece of meat. Like he's got this like slab of cow rib or whatever, just red and bloody that he's just pounding away on. And that, like that was just a jaw dropping moment. I was, Cause you know, every other scene it's a him with a person and then it just this, butcher's bloody slab uh so yeah that's my horizon shit that it had this gory scene but also that like event horizon it was cut to avoid the x rating that sucks i always hate when things are fucking cut man like it especially like nowadays like where we have like blu-ray and dvd and we can include that shit but back then they just fucking got rid of it yeah, like Event Horizon, all that stuff's gone. He just came out this it was, year. Uh, it was found in a Transylvanian fucking salt mine. But didn't he just come out and say, like, it's like unusable, like they can't do anything? Yeah, yeah they, they like, found it in Transylvania and they can't use it because it's fucking, it's been sitting there for fucking 20 years. It yeah, sucks. he said it's worthless and it's not even worth, like, they can't really, yeah, they, we can't see it. We still never see it. <sighs> no, we're going to regret this sort of grave one yeah. All right. All right, Angus. What about uh, your horizon? All right, mine sucks dick compared to your guys's. Um, yeah. uh, basically, Nazis are trying to raise elves from hell. The Lewis and Clark was fucking raising hell from the fucking portal. That's all I got. Cool. Hell is a thing. It, it exists unless yeah. it's doom. Yeah, our movies <laughs> went to hell. Uh, but Doom didn't. Yep. But it's still one. Let's cast it's our votes, it. fellas, to decide a winner um, who can pick the next theme. Although we do have a little yeah. special this episode. Uh, Mike, your vote. Yes, I vote for Angus. All right. Um, my vote, because of your enthusiasm, you've not been this excited for a movie in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you got it with society. Right. And you had a killer horizon shift. Yeah, it was great. The thing is, I've seen Society, and Mike's description of it makes me want to watch it again. (laughs) Like, fuck, man, that movie is so fucking out there. Yeah, I I give it to Mike. Fuck yeah. So Mike gets to pick the theme for not the next episode or the episode after, but the, in the future, Mike's going to have... Yeah, History Month's always ruining my good Because time. we have something set up. So for the next two episodes, we're going to do what we're calling... Is it Black to Black or Black to ba- Black episodes? I like Black to Black. Black to Black is my favorite All right, thing. For yeah. February, Black History Month, we're doing Black to Black 
episodes where one episode we're going to watch 70s black exploitation flicks. We're going to follow that up in the fu- next episode with 90s hood dramas. Yes. I love it. I've got it's mine picked out already. Me too. Wait, what's, what are we doing next episode? Next episode is what? For our very next episode will be 70s black exploitation. Okay, is this okay? All right. And then 90s hood drama. And then, and then Mike, you pick the one after. You've got the theme for the next. Uh, I'm, throw, I'm throwing a little, little, little like ranch, wrench, wrench, like a, like a, like a hand wrench into our things. I'm, I'm going to pick, uh, I, have, I have it ready right now. All right. I have one, I have one of two. I don't know which one I want to pick, but I think it's this one. Flip a coin. And it's, it's going to be Hot coming coin. back. Whoa. No. <laughs> coming back from war movie. So, so, so people oh, coming back shit. from a war movie. That's that's what I want our our, our movie to be about. Oh, and I already I know, I know mine already. I got I mine too. Wow! Oh, should we talk about it there? Because I have nope. my movie too. I mean, okay, not here. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.